other siders welcome back to the other side podcast i am your host tiffany rufino and i am here with the butter to my bread mr rufino hello hello and welcome back and thank you so much for your uh positive responses from our podcast on monday where we discussed our patreon account and where we were talking about uh you know the merchandising uh piece of our website that's going to be up uh thank you to everyone who is totally supporting i mean the shirts are flying out the door i totally uh did not expect that but i'm i'm super we are super appreciative and thankful and just excited that you guys are are loving it so thank you yeah i um yeah <laughs> I, i'm floored i'm actually floored by the uh the amount of support that uh you guys have been giving us Yes, and, uh, you know, keep it coming so we can keep delivering amazing content to you. And just a heads up in case you hear some weird noise on the microphone, Daisy is literally in my lap right now. She wanted to be no other place than sitting here with uh, her mama. So I had had a conversation with her a few weeks ago telling her that once I'm out and about doing big things, that she would be my travel companion. And it seems like she is trying to learn the business <laughs> because everything that I'm doing, she has her nose on top of the desk. She's sitting next to me and she's being a part of it, which I absolutely love and adore. Um, so just just a heads up, just in case. Um, the other thing is that Jeff and I, I think, are both at this point today a little delirious uh, we've been working very hard on a lot of things. Um, so bear with us as we go through this podcast. We felt that it was still, uh, an important topic to discuss and we didn't want to push another show to, uh, come out later. So we were committed to doing this right now. And today's topic, da, 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 da. today's topic, today's topic is about competition. I like competition. Competition is fun. I wonder if competition is a thing anymore. Is it a thing like do, as we perceive it? Or is it a thing? Does it exist? I believe it exists. I wonder if the way that we perceive it may need to change. And let me air quote this by maybe the way I need to see it needs to change because there's a possibility that there are people out there that already perceived that it needs to change. So we're going to dig into this topic a little bit. Okay. And I don't mean in sports. I, I think competition can be healthy. It pushes people to be better, right? Um, but the way that this conversation or this topic came up for me and my brain was... You know, I think about Simon Sinek and I think about the infinite game. And you had asked me, is this in relation to the infinite game? And I said, no, that my thought was that, you know, if a company makes a product for this example, we had used a, a restaurant um, recipe, right? Maybe there is a specific fast food restaurant that has this one sauce that everybody needs to have and no other fast food place carries this sauce. So what happens if somebody who is, you know, just brilliant at figuring out recipes, has a fantastic palate, 
figures out the ingredients, puts it together, and maybe the only thing that makes it different is that it's missing three granules of sugar, right? That's that's the only difference from the two recipes. And so they were able to copy it and provide it to whoever's watching them at home or provide it to a quote-unquote competitor of this first restaurant. Yes, there's legalities of what's trademark secrets or trade secrets or, you know, that sort of thing. But let's put that aside for a second. Is it a bad thing if all the restaurants were able to provide the same sauce if they're not affiliated with this first restaurant? I say it depends on... um let me talk from somebody like from the point of view of somebody who maybe like owns one of these restaurants. I would look at that as a challenge to how do I uh, different. I mean, I, I guess it's still competition because I'm looking at how do I differentiate myself so that I'm I'm better than the other places. Whether it's I uh, make the sauce a little better or you know whatever. Okay. And I think my mindset goes to, well, is it a bad thing, right? I don't know that I would necessarily sit there and say, um, oh, here's Daisy. Here she goes. Where are you going, baby? I don't know that I'll necessarily go back and say, this is bad. We're going to go back and sue everybody because they figured out our secret sauce and that sort of thing. I think that comes back to the world of business um, pushing us to do something greater. And so maybe that special recipe for the sauce got us to this point, right? X, Y, Z. And now it's time for us to do something even greater, right? Take it from great to greater. Yeah. Um, well, no, no monopoly lasts forever. And no, nobody has like, nobody corners the market forever. So if you invented a new type of light bulb, it's only a matter of time before other people are selling that same thing, right? So you have to find other ways to um, differentiate yourself. And I think sometimes that may be even the problem is that people pick weird ways to to get ahead in the market. You know, what's interesting uh, about what you said, and I'm veering off topic, but I think it's important to address it. You said that no monopoly lasts forever right? Things change, things evolve. Mm -hmm. But what I don't see evolving or changing is business structure. I think about the mafia. The mafia still has the same positions, the soldiers, and then you have the consigliere, you have the godfather, like you have all those positions. It's just different people that rotate in and out of those. Same thing with corporate or corporations rather, where you have like the CEO, CFO, COO, like there's a structure that's been going on for a long time. And I believe that, you know, there's going to be a point where it's going to have to change and evolve based on the world today. And with that thought, the way that the other side has a new thought process behind structuring businesses, uh, whether it's small, medium, large, massive, whatever, um, the thought is, is to change the whole idea. And if a company comes to the other side and says, yeah, let's apply this business model to our organization because I believe it's going to work because it will, uh, then they go ahead and do that. And other companies start to model that. Then my thought goes to, 
you know, not being upset that people quote unquote copied what we created. It's, hey, this model worked. The ultimate goal was to have employees and employers greater uh, each other. That's the best way I could phrase that, right? It's like take each other from grade to greater and create a different kind of environment in the workforce and change the workforce so that there is uh, a really low unemployment rate because people are working where they want to be working and the employers are able to lead people in the best way. So there's development going left and right. And so having said that, when this becomes widespread, then I know, no, I'm not stepping away from it. It's okay. What's the next step? Because it doesn't end there. And so I think the infinite game to your point applies to the thought process of individuals that my infinite game is always going to be infinite. I'm always going to be creating and developing and taking something to a different level in order to just, um, you know, make the world better in the world of business, the best way that I know how and the best way that I can. That's a good way, uh, a good thought to put behind it. Um, I I like thinking of um, the other side being a ubiquitous uh, business model. (laughs) But uh, I also see the idea that, um, you know, the idea of intent. And if if your intention is to make your business better, then you should be looking for the best ways to do that. And what other people are doing shouldn't really matter to you, right? Like, unless it's unless it's something where, hey, how can we partner up and let the best ideas flow to the surface? What? Well, I think they should matter to you because it's always uh, important to look at market research and trends and things like that to help your mind go to, okay, am I delivering on what the customers want? And am I, and am I anticipating their needs for the future and what they need, right? So when you think about pagers and beepers in the past, it was awesome. So you can page me when you needed me, you send me your phone number, I know it's you, so I'm going to give you a call. And then like, that's the best way that you could reach me to contact me if I'm not next to a payphone, which Back in the day, children, that was a phone that was like on the side of the street that you'd put money into and you'd be able to make a call. Back in the uh, 1900s. Look at like the original Ghostbusters and you might see a couple of those on the street. Or Superman Superman, used to change in a telephone booth. Yeah, just (laughs) bringing everybody up to speed. Um, No pun intended with Superman (laughs) and speed. Okay, Uh, Uh, see what I did there? Sorry, I'm a Marvel girl. I should know better. Anywho. Um, so going back to, you know, the, the infinite game for yourself, like there shouldn't necessarily be a tapping out point where you're like, okay, enough is enough. I've, you know, done everything that I can. I've changed the game and I'm just going to sit back and watch somebody else take over. I don't think you get to that point. until Yeah. I don't, there's not a win there until you've given your all and it's your time to, um, sit under your own fig tree and and bask in the sun as it sets and whatever. And really, even when you leave, like you should, I mean, your organization hopefully will will still be there, right? So you should. One of the things that you always want to be thinking about is what am I doing 
to increase the sustainability of my system. Um, there are so many businesses that, and I think part of this is trusting your people, right? But there's so many businesses that when you talk to the person in charge of the business, the person, the owner, the CEO, etc., um, especially with small businesses, there's so many things that they do on their own, right? I think of restaurants where you see the chef is, they, they run three or four different stations on their own and they, they kind of do their own recipes. And so, but then you see a bunch of people behind them that are like ready and willing to, to jump in. But there's no delegation. Yeah. And, and then the owner goes, well, if I don't do it, they won't get done right. And that's a passion piece. I don't think that's an ego piece or a, a lack of trust in your team. I think it's a lack of trust in yourself of doing the right thing and and um, being able to rely on yourself that you hired the right people for the job. Yeah, I, I mean it. All it's also it also goes to um, once once those people are in place, you kind of have to trust them because that's that's who you have and that's the only way that you'll know right so um i guess my point is that if you are in that's you know in that scenario where you're in a small business and you're doing all the jobs your business is not going to survive long after you leave it so uh, you're pretty much putting yourself in a position where even if you have reached your goal right you can't leave because that business is going to fall apart when you do. And that's a problem within itself. That's like your relative not giving you the secret recipe that everybody loves in order to carry it through traditions to the next generation. Oh, my God. I just I know it's way <laughs> off topic, but I just thought of uh, Phoebe's from from Friends. Phoebe's chocolate chip cookies. I forgot how she said how she like the it was the Nestle Toll House, right. but like how did the, she say Nestle? It was some French, like she had some French way of <laughs> like having that the accent and you know the pronouncing it weird. Oh, good times! But sorry, I I'm way off track. But yeah, the the um the re- the family recipe that everybody loves. And I think it goes back to what's the big secret. Is it so that you feel that you have the opportunity to have an upper hand or a little more power in the situation? Is it more of a power struggle when it comes to businesses? Or is it just that we've played the game so long that we don't know anything else? And if we're going ahead and we're sharing that it could be viewed as being weak. And so I think the conversations around this could be limitless, if you ask me. Hey, other siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, welcome back to the other side of things. We've been, we kind of went off track a little bit, but we brought it back with the thought that if somebody copies 
or is so um, passionate about my or our business model and they choose to use it with their organization to see how it works. And they work with me and I talk them through it and, you know, work them through the foundations and, and the formatting of it and they apply it correctly. I don't see why that's a bad thing because that means that again, what I've created was applied, it works. And now it's on to how does that evolve? And we should always be trying to evolve versus anything else. Now, the fun in competition is just that, the fun, right? The challenge of, you know, being able to win the race. And I think that there's different um, generations that have grown up either getting a participation ribbon or getting the actual first, second, third, fourth no participation ribbon, right? You know, I think of the field day races that we had in Mm -hmm. school in New York. Um, You know, just everybody wanting to collect the ribbons and get as many as they can for first place. And it was cool if you had the blue one. And, you know, like everybody was like, oh, hey, you're the cool person. But that's just feeding your ego. But that's nothing that's helping evolve. I, I mean, not feeding your ego as a kid. Let me go back. So that feeds your ego as a kid. But when you think about winning in business and beating the competition. Yeah, there's the reward of more money. There's the reward of maybe being in Forbes, you know, top 500 in the businesses or, you know, in different magazines and getting all the accolades. But the accolades are held for the person that's in the role. They're not for you. Yeah. And they and and they don't. Again, this isn't something that's long lasting. So it generally doesn't lend itself to be um a legacy thing if you if that's your main motivation is to crush your competition wait so i'm sorry can we, can i jump in right here yes yeah, we on one of our earlier podcasts we talked about lynn manuel right because that inspired our conversation and we watched an episode recently with oprah yeah and um oprah had uh shared in this episode uh, you know, just kind of like her story of where she was at and then how she got to be who she is. And then they talk about the people she's affected along the way. And one of the stories she shared that somebody important to her had told her is that your legacy is not, um, and it's funny, I shared this with somebody today too. Your legacy is not who you, it's not the reputation you leave behind. It's the people that you've affected along the way or that you've inspired or motivated along the way, and you will never know what your legacy is. And that blew my mind because I've always instilled in my teams and in my mind and reinforced it is that what's your legacy going to be? Like, what do you want people to say that you gave to the role or to the team or that sort of thing? But your legacy throughout your life is what you've been doing in every moment, every interaction. And so why not take the higher road and be like, here, I'm climbing up the ladder too. Here's my hand. Let me help you up to the next step on the ladder. Like, why is there such a rush to, you know, jump all the way up on a bungee cord only to fall back down and bungee past the people that are still climbing up? Yeah. Um, now to, to flip it over to all you people out there that are uh, business owners or, um, managing or running a business and you want to know how this kind of pertains to your business and how is it that you, um, like if you're in an industry where everybody sells the same thing, right? How, how are you going to get customers to walk into your door as opposed to the door across the street? 
And that's where you almost have to get creative. Step your game up. Yeah. And and not think about, you know, there's this uh, there's this thing where uh, uh, I, there are companies that I've worked for that they compete with the other company by slashing the price of whatever they're selling. And then you have this price war going on. And before you know it, nobody's making a profit. They're giving it away for free. Everybody's giving away stuff. <laughs> First 50 customers. <laughs> and what you what you really want to do is be the best you. So understand what the culture of your company is. Uh, understand what um, what your values are and how do you portray that and, and broadcast that out into the world in the best way possible. So... If your thing is that you give the best customer service, then l- lean into that, right? If your thing is that your rep- reps are the most knowledgeable and they they know how to solve every problem, then depend on that and double down on that. Um, but whatever your differentiator is, it definitely isn't something where you have to look across the street and say, well, their price is lower or they started, you know, washing their windows left to right instead of right to left it really it's your own brand identity that's going to that's going to differentiate you well i think there's a little more to again unpack there and so uh, when you're comparing your organization to somebody else's organization and you see that they're doing great so you decide to do what they're doing and it works for a little while it's not always going to be sustainable because there's always the people behind the behaviors that are making it successful, right? So that's I think where one of the things you say is if if there's two of us, there's no need for one of us, yeah. right? If we're both the, exactly the same, then there's no reason for both of us to be together working on things together. And so when I think about um, you know this conversation, it almost sounds like well, Tiff. If you're talking about organization A and organization B, and organization A has this sauce, so B starts using it, and they've created the same sauce, and now they both have it, and now you're saying, well, A should go ahead and make a better sauce or do something else, isn't that still not considered competition? And what I would say to that is, why not change the verbiage, and why does it have to be a competition instead of an elevation? Yeah. Um, or an evolution. And and it could be born of the fact that, for example, to use the sauce analogy or the example, rather, um, maybe now that there's two people selling the same sauce, right, less people are buying it from you than what than the people that used to yesterday. So by making that product change, you're I mean, even if. Like I'm thinking the new sauce could be completely different. It could be a completely different thing. You're seeding the market, but you're looking for new customers, right? So you're evolving in that way. Well, let's bring it to another product, right? When you think about cell phones, when they came out, um, BlackBerry was a huge thing. It was a huge hit with everybody. And, you know, that didn't stop others from coming out with similar phones, even if they weren't as great as what BlackBerry was to some people because BlackBerry had been out for a while where they created a brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. And so anybody else that created different things, even though they may have been ahead of the game on those things, there was such a, um, a familiar, 
how am I going to say that word? I know I'm going to mess it up when I say <laughs> familiarity. It. Thank you. <laughs> I knew I was going to miss one of those syllables. <laughs> uh, you know, and we're creatures of habit. So then to train change over to a whole sort of uh, different operating system. You're proud of me for that word, right? Oh, let's yeah. go. <laughs> and to change over to a whole new piece of, uh, you know, electronics in your hands when they had already mastered how to organize their business and everything else, like, it, you know, it, it became a thing where other companies weren't intimidated by BlackBerry and they were still in the mindset of, yeah, that's great. You set a standard, but we can keep elevating that standard and we're not going to stop doing that just because you're dominating the market right now. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, in tech, you're always building a better mousetrap, and and that's um, that's a great example. But it can happen. I mean, it's something that should be happening in other industries, also. Yeah, because you went to touchscreen with cell phones, right? And then the majority of them are all touchscreens, except for those are that are still using flip phones or burner phones. You know, whatever you got to do, you got to do. Uh, Looking at you, blacklisters. <laughs> And so, you know, for for that purpose, there's nobody that I'm aware of that's sitting there complaining about the who created the touchscreen. It's more of, okay, who's coming out with the next great thing where my phone won't blow up, right? It's just, you know, like, so I don't understand why businesses can't go along those lines and still create things that consumers need, want, and that will better their life. And in turn, by doing that, that's creating such a purpose for the business where the culture will start to change because that's the end goal in mind for that business. You know, um, we were talking about the, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. The Last Dance, yes. And um, it just occurred to me Something uh, like when you're talking about ego and you're talking about like feeding your ego and having the confidence, et cetera, and people wanting to hide away their secrets, et cetera, and on all that, all that other stuff. One of the things like Michael Jordan was so good that he could tell you, hey, I'm going to come on the on the court and I'm going to make you think I'm going to go to the right. And then I'm going to go to the left. And I'm going to dunk it in your center's face. And he'd tell you he he could tell you the play and then go and do it. Right. So. What about that for a for a nice little bit of confidence that you're so confident in your ability and your team's ability to execute that you go ahead and you tell the competition like, hey, this is what we do. We're going to give you our game plan, mm -hmm. but we're so confident that we could do it better and we can do it. I mean, maybe maybe you don't use the term better, but we are so confident in our ability to execute that we know that us giving you this information is not going to hurt us. Right, because we've practiced enough for any scenario that's going to happen. So even if you try to do what we plan to do, we're prepared for when you don't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, I could go ahead and look at their plan because I'm a basketball fan and I'll pretty much have an idea of where I'm going to be based on that plan. But I'm not Michael Jordan. I can't, you know, play like he does. So even if I'm in his positions following those plans, there's still that flair <laughs> or, you know, that that special um, talent. I mean, he's Jordan. There's something that he brings to it that no one else can do. And I think that every person that is in an organization has 
a purpose for what they do. I don't believe that everybody that is in an organization right now is fulfilling their purpose. I'm, I'm going to be like really strong on that. I don't believe that people are um, really being set up to use their passions, their talents and their purpose the way that they should. I think that a lot of people are set up for, hey, I know how to do this stuff. I need a job right now. I've and been and, here for this long already. Right. And so the and the corporation is like, hey, we need somebody that already knows what they're doing because then that's less training that we have to get involved in. I really and hate warm bodies. Uh, you know, the mirror test. Like, are they breathing? Okay, let's fill that spot, (laughs) right? And, um, you know, so then you have an interior uh, competition going on, like an internal competition going on within departments, within the corporation, because people, you know, jumped in just to get in, but now they are vying for that one spot that somebody else has that they want. And it's just a cluster that keeps going round and round and round and round and round. And some people enjoy watching the cluster happen and some people hate being caught up in that tornado. And some people are like, there's a tornado that was Pacino. He was confused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I really challenge you on thinking about the people around you, whether it's your family, your friends, your coworkers, or the businesses around you and going into a mindset of how can we work together versus working against each other. And if you're worried about another, another competitor taking your customers or taking your employees, then your focus is on the wrong area. You should be working on fixing what the relationships are with your customers and employees. um, So that that's not a concern because your focus is better placed on making your organization run smoother, better, greater so that it continues to grow versus, you know, go in any other direction. And um, the only other direction that it would be okay to go in is the other side. So you know how to reach out to me, Uh, join our Patreon account, um, patreon.com forward slash Tiffany Rufino. And we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.